0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. Hi, this is Sheila. Hi, this is Monica. This is Leanne. News, talk, and, and laugh. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. You're listening to, to Satellite, satellite
2: History Statica.
3: Oh, that was the old Satellite Sisters. That was the Partridge Family Satellite Sisters. We're changing our lives today with Kathy Preston. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, no you're, more, t- you're
2: really going to do it, That's Lynn? it, you're quantum committed? wellness.
3: I'm committing to it. Leanne here with Sheila and Liz. We're joined in the studio by Kathy Preston. We're going to spend a lot of time with her today talking about her selling book, Quantum Wellness. Just a reminder, just a little more time left to go in the Vtech Satellite Sisters Getaway Weekend Contest. So you can win a trip to Seattle to see Jack Johnson. Go to our website,
2: SatelliteSisters.com, to enter and for all the details. Liz? Leon, this really is a very special day at Satellite Sisters. Speak. Let me paint the picture here. Mm-hmm. We're at the Paley Center for Media in Beverly Hills. You know, this is our new studio. We've been here a couple of months. We're at what we call the cafe table mm-hmm. in the studio, which is a very small space. Leon's here, Sheila's here, I'm here, and Kathy Freston is here. So it's a very cozy little group, the mm-hmm. four of us around the table. Kathy is the author of the best-selling new book, Quantum Wellness: A Practical and Spiritual Guide to Health and Happiness. And, Kathy, I feel like I need to start with a confession that right before you got here, we were really chugging caffeinated beverages. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Can you smell it on us? Can you smell the coffee on us?
0: <laughs> I can sense it. I can sense
2: it. <laughs> Welcome to Satellite Sisters. Good to be here. We did want to devote a whole show to just figuring out how can we have what you have, Kathy? <laughs> because oh. clearly, I mean, you have found a, a path for yourself that has led you to a life of, I mean, wellness can be kind of a lame word, Mm -hmm. but you write in the book a lot about just happiness and joy
4: and satisfaction. And that's what's interesting to us about your whole concept. Uh, Thank you. And that's the thing is that wellness is not one dimensional. It's just, it's not a matter of just having a healthy body absent of disease, although that's of course terrific. But if you're not well in uh, your mind, if you're not emotionally connected, if you're not feeling happy or, you know, um, comfortable, with what's going on in your relationships, if you don't feel in some way spiritually connected or connected to the big picture, you're not well in a full, whole, holistic way. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book is about.
2: But it it is a long journey, but you write a lot about how it's baby steps. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to the beginning for you, because Mm -hmm. looking at you now, it is hard to imagine that you were unhappy uh, you were a smoker. You write about that in the book.
4: Yeah. I, I, it's funny that people are surprised that I used to smoke. I guess I, guess I just don't um, come across as a smoker, but I was a serious, at least a pack a day. And really? And during the tough times, I would say two packs a day. And uh, I would sort of wake up and force myself to, to wait until noon till I could break out the first cigarette, you know. And it was uh, – that was all part of sort of um, – a rough time in my life where I had a, been through a series of very difficult relationships. The last one, particularly difficult, very destructive and addictive. I was having a hard time in my career. Um, my health was obviously not good. My weight was fluctuating up and down. So a lot of things were not going right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually a good place to start because sometimes when things are going well, we don't bother to stretch ourselves and um, figure out what. we're We need to do to get healthier, happier, go deeper. And for me, it really is about going deeper, just pushing into um, past the boundaries that, that I am currently at you know at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I think crisis and challenge is the thing that that uh, is the mother of transformation for me. Well, I
2: do appreciate that you have the eight pillars that you talk about in the book and mm-hmm. not a single one of the pillars is crunches. So <laughs>
3: <no>. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not you're not doing a single uh, pillar yes. list.
2: <laughs> no, no, some of the I, thought she was, I was worried say, actually. <laughs> no, the eight pillars meditation, visualization, conscious eating, Exercise, self-work, spiritual practice, service, and then this one I wanted to ask you about. Fun activities. Right. Good for you, Kathy Frustin, to just put fun on the right. list. It does seem like okay if you want to live a joyful life,
4: right. Then setting out to have fun, is a good idea. But isn't it funny that we have to remind ourselves to do that? Because honestly, I look around at you know my friends, my peers, myself. We all work so hard. We you know it's, it's a struggle sometimes just to get enough, have enough hours in the day to f- to finish what we have to do, whether it's grocery shopping or, or our work or keeping up with the kids or or whatever, it's like we're at a point in time where we can barely keep our heads above water sometimes mm-hmm. and we just have to remind ourselves that the, the purpose of you know well there's many purposes of life but one of them is to be happy right. to feel that you know the spirit in us and so to have fun to really set aside some fun fun time whatever it is if it's dancing to music or painting or whatever but just to
2: it shouldn't seem like such a radical idea Leon. what are the things that you do for fun
3: well when I saw this on the list besides I mean, dance dance Revolution I know. Well, <laughs> I do enjoy dancing. But when I saw this on your list, I thought uh, many times people associate fun with debauchery. You know what right. I mean? Like bad right. behavior equals Partying fun. Partying. Right. Uh-huh. But as I become a mother, my idea of fun is just much more different. So it is just really hanging out, you know, right. sometimes lighting a fire on a Saturday night and just right. hanging out with the kids. But I was like, you know, we should have more fun. Right. We should do more socialization. You know what is it's so just-
4: fun is just to get in your car and blast your music and drive up some great country road and, you know, rock out in an embarrassing way. It is, uh, to me, that is, like, the okay, most simple pleasure <laughs> I have. <know>. Kathy says.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: Why don't you drive home from the studio yeah. that way today, Leanne? <laughs>
0: Just, you know. Just rock out, Leanne. You haven't done that in a while. I know.
3: Well, people do say, God, it's kind of a long drive. I'm like, kind of um, like it. It's the only alone time the, I get exactly, as a mother. It's
2: exactly. Like, oh, like
3: listening to the radio and yeah. driving in my car. Like,
2: yeah. Sheila, do you carve out fun time when you think of the word fun activities I don't think Kathy's going to
0: approve of TV viewing as fun (laughs) I don't think she would no I think that um, well I meet with my girlfriends once a week right so we all have dinner and we all laugh, and we all talk, and we all bring foods, and that's we all great. share. That is my really my that major fun activity. Is great, and we did that last night, and I we had so much fun. It's very Sex in
4: the City. Yes,
0: so that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's. great. It used to be called a book club, but when then we decided we didn't want to read anymore. <laughs> so it's the wine club. <laughs> it's just fun. It's right. just really really fun. <laughs> oh, that's so great, Liz.
2: What do you do for fun? Yeah, Liz. Well, you know, I mean, I connect a lot with my friends. It's sort of a similar kind of thing, but the. The fun thing in my life, which didn't exist three years ago, which I'm amazed how much joy I get from just having a dog. Oh, I, I got Can a dog three you? years ago, and it is just that adds a lot of fun and pleasure and joy to your life in a way I wouldn't have
4: expected. They are the joy of life, truly. Yeah. I mean, just the way my dog smiles. <laughs> like, really? I get so, it's such a kick out of it. See, I it's would like, like to look at my... her
2: smiling. Look at her smiling. Oh my God. Oh my
4: God. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog is it? She's a Chihuahua mutt. Uh-huh. She's, a, she's really Aww. cute. Yeah, she's a little fatty. She's, and, and you're right. You just get so much joy hanging out with your dog. She sleeps in bed with us much to my husband's horror. But she does. And so when she hears a stir in the morning, all of a sudden I I see these little paws, you know, putting down the sheets. And she's like (laughs) saying, "Okay, time to, to rise and shine, get my belly rub. And my husband and I will literally spend 15 minutes there rubbing her belly and just, you know, getting totally, totally um, having the best time with Mm -hmm. her. Yeah,
2: yeah. That really surprised me. I mean, I knew having a dog was fun. We had a dog when we were little. But it is really... Yeah. Just uh, Yeah,
0: it has. Uh, Ferris has added a, a lot to your life, Liz. No, well, thank you. She <laughs> 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 I'm just
3: surprised the secret to quantum wellness is a dog. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: animals have a lot to do with it, actually. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. true. I a I lot mean, of different ways. The thing is, yeah, we're talking to Kathy Fruston. Her book is Quantum Wellness. I guess part of it, Leanne, is that some of this is not a secret. I mean, when you talk about that service is Mm -hmm. an important part of having a good life Mm -hmm. or fun activities, I mean, it's no secret, but I just think we forget in this busy modern
4: world. Yeah. But of course there's satisfaction that comes out of service. Right. And it's not just plain old satisfaction of knowing I'm doing a good thing, but literally your brain chemicals change. So you're Mm -hmm. getting this release of serotonin and, and dopamine, and not only you are feeling it, obviously the person or the animal that you're helping is feeling good, but everyone who witnesses it actually Mm -hmm. has a good feeling about it. And it creates self-esteem, a sense of that you have something worthwhile within you to give. And it creates a feeling of, well, if I'm ever in a position where I need help, it's out there because, Mm -hmm. you know, what you put out there is what boomerangs back to you. So some of it is obvious and some of it is actually biochemical, that it really shifts the chemistry in your body.
2: Well, you do write that it's important to own your full range of feelings Mm -hmm. and that we all have some rage and anger inside of us somewhere mm-hmm. and you will never get to total wellness mm-hmm. until you own that. How did you do that?
4: Well well I did that because I was so so miserable and I, I come from, you know, the South where we put on a big smile and say, everything's fine, everything's great. No,
2: we come from the north. We did
4: that too. <laughs> maybe that's just the way of the, of the day. Family you know. motto,
2: suppress and deny. Exactly,
4: exactly. Yeah, and I'm Irish descent, so even more so. But, um, you know, I realized that the more I tried to pull myself up by my bootstraps and say, "No, everything's fine, is the more I would just get depressed. And I, the more I studied with different teachers and um, really worked on my own personal growth, I realized that nothing can change until you become aware of it, until it becomes conscious. So if I want to change something like being angry or depressed, I can't shift anything until I'm with it, until I'm present with it, I understand it, I know where it comes from, and then I can let it go. I can't let it go until I'm connected.
3: Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's, okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair.
2: Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Lian and then post it. So, yeah. the hair is
3: important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, Butcher Box. So, what form did
4: that actually take for you? Was there a lot of therapy involved? Or well, you what? can do therapy, but it's certainly not necessary for everybody. I think certainly a trusted friend or a clergy person or 12 step group or support group is very good. But also for me is just realizing okay, if I'm angry, I don't want to dump on the person that I'm angry at. It could be, you know, my boss or it could be my husband or it could be a friend that I think is, you know, doing something wrong, whatever. Um, what I do is I will find a quiet place, sometimes it's in a closed car where nobody can hear me with the windows rolled up and I will just, you know, let it out and I'll just say what I want to say and but with the intention uh-huh. of moving through it rather than dwelling on it because my whole thing is that I don't want to dwell on this negative thing but I know in order to let it go I have to make peace with it and in order to make peace with it I have to say what I need to say hear myself express those emotions and then once it comes up and out of me I feel better and I'm not going to dump it on the person that you know which probably is an inappropriate um, reaction anyway because Mm -hmm. it has more to do with my past than it does with that person Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important to as you're processing things to sort of connect it to where might this have come from in my childhood. And isn't suppressing
0: emotions like really difficult anger, rage, whatever, isn't that linked to disease, actual yes. cancers and things like that? Yes,
4: yes. Dr. John Sarno has written about it extensively, the mind-body connection. And it's quite interesting what the mind does in cahoots with the body. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us think we identify ourselves as good good people and, you know, Sarno calls them goodest and that if we... <laughs> that if we, sounds bad. <laughs> I put it that way, <laughs> that We're really a sounds bad. <laughs> and so if we, we don't think it's it's a very presentable or or decent thing to be feeling rage mm-hmm. and so if anger or rage, God forbid, starts coming up, the brain says, oh, no, 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 that's not who I mm-hmm. like to see myself as. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I'm going to send a signal to a part in my neck or my lower back right. And I'm going to get – so my body feels pain. And so when that pain happens, I'm no longer going to think about the emotion that was just starting to come up in my consciousness. So a lot of times, pain is a distraction to uncomfortable emotions. So you wow. can, Yeah. So you can sort of bypass that by saying, hmm, I feel this chronic neck pain. Here it comes again or back pain or whatever. Instead of just focusing on the pain, what did I do that, you know, I threw my back out or what doctor can I see to make it go away? I'm going to think about maybe what is it that I could be angry about that I don't want to think about. Because I think the nature of the universe, the nature of our body, mind, spirit, is to force into our awareness the things that we don't necessarily want to think about but must in order to grow and evolve. I know so. that's true, Kathy. Right. But what if I
2: just—what <laughs> if I just don't want to do it? I <laughs> just want to have fun. <laughs> I know, but isn't yeah facing all of our like innermost thoughts? It's—I re- I mean, I, it's not daunting. kidding. It is really hard. Yeah. It is daunting. Yeah, I know your approach is baby
4: steps, but it's just like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is baby steps. And if you think of why am I here on the planet? Why am I alive? I think it's to grow and evolve and become as an expand, you know, mm-hmm. as an expanded human being as I can possibly be. And so in order to do that, I have to be in touch with myself, you know, I have to have that self-examined life. Mm-hmm. Like Socrates says. So I have to examine my my innermost thoughts and emotions and things like that. Of course that's overwhelming. So we do it little by little, mm-hmm. just reading a book, maybe meditation for a few minutes or just, you know just gently leaning into that shift, and Leaning awareness. into it. Yeah. I heard you say that to Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the whole idea of leaning in. Leaning in You gradually. know, the whole
2: chapter on getting in touch with your feelings, Lee. and I was thinking of you a little bit because in this whole... She's got
0: a pain in her neck. Don't talk <laughs> to her <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the things I'm going to say in my car on
3: the
2: way home. <laughs> Thank goodness we have cars for rocking
0: out in our cars, yeah, or exactly. screaming. Getting in touch with our feeling in our cars. Uh
2: But, you know, the whole getting in touch with rage and anger thing, you have so loved the kickboxing thing that you have recently started. And it feels like that's a way for you to bring up a lot of your just suppressed feelings, which you're finding
3: totally satisfying. Unbelievably, Kathy. Mm. We were going through a very rough patch professionally Mm -hmm. about a year ago, and I simultaneously started to work with this trainer, and she got me into kickboxing. Right. I... I just some days I would walk in. She goes, "You look like you need to hit something," <laughs> right? And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> right? And she'd put that big bag in front of me and put those, Isn't you know, it, the boxing gloves on, and and it was like I've never been to therapy, but I think that must be what the yeah. way people feel
4: because yeah. after an hour I'd leave and I'd feel fantastic. Isn't and I, that great? And you didn't go and dump on your kids nope. or dump on your husband or whatever, you know, or try, road rage or anything like that. It's and, and intuitively you knew that you needed to connect physically without emotional stuff that's yeah, great
3: I just have been really really pleasantly surprised and I really think it just has helped me in right. huge
2: ways right and I'm gonna get some pink boxing gloves some- <laughs> 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 do you that's think great. women have a harder time than men uh, Owning anger, that kind of thing, because yeah. I feel like men are kind of taught it's okay, and, right. it's, and socially, it's you know we're used to right. seeing men yelling and screaming. In fact, right. our father at the dinner table would always say, "I'm never going to die of a heart attack because I always just get it all out." <laughs> right, right. I think
4: you're absolutely right, and you know women tend to be more sort of thoughtful about things, so they ruminate things, you know, over things more, and we yeah. we go over it and over it. Where Rumination. Just, yeah. I think that is my number one hobby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm
4: I'm a ruminator. <laughs> I, I totally get that. Yeah, me too. But you said,
3: Kathy, we're not supposed to ruminate. We're gonna we're supposed
2: to just work through it,
4: let yeah, it out, talk it. to yourself in the mm-hmm. car, and yeah. then stop
3: the ruminating and move yeah. on. Yeah.
2: Well, let's take a break, Lynn, because I did want to come back and ask about. There's all chapter on cl- clearing mental chatter. Like, who do you know that doesn't need to do that? The monkeys are constantly running wild in my temple.
3: (laughs) We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. You're listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Our guest is Kathy Freston. For more on her book, you can always go to SatelliteSisters.com. The book is Quantum Wellness. Stay with us.
1: and Liz, I have to tell you about a moment that I had in my married life. My husband, you know, had this ill-conceived idea mm-hmm. that when we moved to Dallas, we didn't need a home phone. Oh, he was convinced hmm. that we could operate with just two cell phones. I knew this wasn't really a good idea, but I said, like, okay, I'll give it a try. Right. So I called the utility company, and guess what? When you're signing up for utilities, they want to know your home phone number. But I had to tell them that I don't have a home phone number because my husband is trying to forge this new technology trend. Then I called the water company. Same thing. They wanted to know the home phone number. And I told the woman I didn't have a home phone number. And she said she felt sorry for me.
2: (laughs) Everyone needs a home phone. I wanted
1: a home phone number. But so here's the thing, Liz and Lee, and what I did is when we were setting up our security system, thank goodness, you need a home phone number. Police, fire, they want your home phone number. That was the day that I got my VTech cordless phone. (laughs) And I didn't want to rub rub it in with my husband because you know he probably wanted
2: to rub it in a little
1: bit. A little bit. But he was trying again to forge this new technology trend. So what I decide to do, just from time to time, to prove that I'm right, I like to call him on my VTech cordless phone, which actually has excellent sound, and I call him on his cell phone. So that way I know when he opens his cell phone to look to see who called, it says home. It's the ultimate,
2: I told you so, a home phone.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful moment, Leanne.
2: It's interesting to me that after all these years of marriage, Julie, something as simple as that makes you so happy.
1: I love my husband and I love my VTECH cordless phone.
2: VTECH
4: cordless phones designed to fit your home and your life.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters, and this is a super specialist show for us because we have Kathy Freston in the studio with us here in Beverly Hills for the entire show. (laughs) There are so many things we need your help on, Kathy. (laughs) Kathy's new book is entitled Quantum Wellness, A Practical and Spiritual Guide to Health and Happiness. You have a whole chapter in here, Kathy, on clearing mental chatter. Mm -hmm. And I've just been thinking a lot about this lately. I, I think that it's hard for us to really come to grips with how much we allow ourselves to be ruled by these thoughts that are taking us into negative places yeah. even when our lives might be going pretty well right as I just said before the break I'm a ruminator so even <laughs> <laughs> I just I get off on the wrong
4: path I'm right. letting all this stuff go on in my right. brain
2: and I know I'm not alone
4: yeah no I am too I have to still to this day I have to stop myself from going um, round and around and around with an obsessive thought but that's what happens you know it, it, it's like they say you you know, your parents—they plant the voices in your head from childhood, and then we take over and amplify at times ten. So whatever uh-huh. negative messages we might have gotten from whether it was parents or peers or teachers or—I guess we did that to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> we did grow up together. So <laughs> yeah, then we just take over and we go round and round. And so you know, clearing mental chatter is about really stopping and once again awareness, listening to what's going on inside of you. And once you start hearing things that are a familiar pattern, then you can say, aha, I see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about, you know, um, doing visualization, um, things like that, so that you're creating a new blueprint. It's literally like shifting the tracks from the old thoughts and behaviors to something new and upgraded. But you have to give yourself that map to do it.
2: We had a listener who wrote to us a few years ago saying she had instituted a no whining day just one day a week Mm -hmm. where she was anytime she found herself just in her mind or out Mm -hmm. loud whining or if anyone tried to whine to her Mm -hmm. she would put up the no whining signal and that would be it and if she could just train herself to do that one day a week I think as you say it sort of creates a new map for her. Yeah
4: that's terrific and just to be aware of that and you can do that also through journaling and you know you can whine in journaling and say okay I'm going to get all of this out in the morning I'm going to do three pages and I'm just going to let all my whining and obsession and worries and anxieties and, coming, you mm-hmm. know, let it all get out. And then I'm going to say, okay, now I'm going to visualize my day going in a really smooth way. I'm going to see myself overcoming uh, challenges and breaking through boundaries. And so you, you've you processed that stuff, but then you've also given yourself a map for something that's more positive, more optimistic, so you can fill in that potential better. I
0: like that. Well, I want to ask you, this is Sheila, I want to ask you about balancing the four quadrants that Mm -hmm. you talk about it's sort of your personal energy management because i think the sisters would attest to the fact that i'm i'm sort of like a full-time job right right for 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 yourself (laughs) i mean (laughs) mean, and and for us too (laughs) it takes a village (laughs) right so you have the regular quadrant like Mm -hmm. all of the regular things in your life yeah then the relationships
4: right then the rejuvenation yes and the reaching. Yes. Explain the reaching quadrant. The reaching is actually the quantum part of the book because there's we just do our regular thing every day. You know, we deal with the, going to the grocery store, cleaning up the house, getting to work, all of those things. Relationships, we have to really, um, really concentrate on um, – dealing with each other in a way that's more conscious than than ever before, than Mm -hmm. just the regular old stuff. But the reaching, that's what it's about. That's what's about saying, I am going to extend myself past what's comfortable. I'm going to learn new ways of being. I'm going to challenge myself to eat differently, consume differently, um, uh, you know, be with people differently. How have you done that in your own life? Give me Uh, an example like the the be with people differently. Have you actually Changed in your adult life the way you interact with people? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, for instance, if I'm um, if I'm driving down the street and someone yells at me, you know, to get over in the other lane or something like that, there there was many a day that I would have responded and I just would have yelled back. So the reach for me is to just sort of wave and say, "Okay, you know." Peace, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> okay, so that's a reach. But for me, mostly, I would say that's in you know in a reactionary way. But to I read books. I make sure that I'm reading some sort of spiritual. Philosophical, um, psychological book every day, so that I'm always feeding myself new ideas and challenges. Every day you're working. Every day I'm doing something. I'm I'm working towards evolving myself in some way. So I'm going to go to workshops, or I'm going to go to lectures. I'm going to study with teachers. I'm going to I'm going to even if it's not in that area of philosophy, I'm going to stretch my brain. So I'm always growing, and that's what's going to keep me interesting, and Mm -hmm. it's going to keep my relationship interesting as Mm -hmm. well. well.
2: that's good. So, Sheila, for you, when you think about REACH, does, well, that, I did, does that part of it appeal well, to you? Well, this
0: year, I remember, I started the stand-up comedy class. Oh, that's right. right. I yeah. think that has really stretched me in a way that, you know, I needed to be stretched, and I really enjoy it. That's great. It's really kind of changed the way I look at myself. Right. And it's probably uncomfortable and scary. Oh, it was so bad in the beginning. Right? Oh, yeah. it was so bad. I bombed. I mean, yeah. and it's a good thing I did, because then I knew, like, yeah. where I
4: needed to go. And, and that's the thing, is growth is never easy. You right. Know, I, unfortunately unfortunately, as we evolve, it's usually over rocky terrain. And so you're going to do something that is challenging. It's going to be scary. Your nerves are going to be on end. It's like, you know, you're wondering, if, is am I going to appear ridiculous? Mm-hmm. And you're overcoming all of that stuff. And that's the reach. Because we can just sort of sit back and enjoy our lives. But then what's life all about? You know, what what are we doing? We're just kind of stagnant. So you're right. pushing yourself past what's comfortable. And I think that's that's the whole thing.
0: I, I might change the quadrants just quickly. I might add- I, I my I, mine would be food, sleep, swimming, and laughter. That's great.
2: <laughs> i go for that. Yeah, uh,
0: for sub- I substitute those in sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, we do have to talk about the food thing because yes, so much we of wellness and mm. how we deal with our emotions. I mean, for everyone, but I think particularly for like all of the women I know, yeah, we've got some food issues. Right. We have got things that we could do a little better. You recommend, uh, well, you're a vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Have you always been, like, when? what made you
4: decide to yeah. become a vegan? Is that part of your whole conscious eating approach? It is part of conscious eating. And, you know, when you when you say conscious eating, the word conscious, it, it brings to mind um, just being aware of what you're eating. And that's, like you said, it, you want to be aware of if, if I'm not feeling happy, am I self-medicating, and am I eating out of loneliness or whatever. But then I want to take it a step farther, and I want to think about what is it exactly? that I'm eating. So if I'm sitting down to a plate of chicken marsala, I'm looking at it beyond just how it tastes to me and that I'm you know, getting my quote-unquote protein, which is a myth, by the way, that we need so much protein, and I'm going to think about how this chicken ended up on my plate, what it went through. And so the reason that I became vegan, and it was a very gradual process, by the way, is that I had seen multiple undercover um, videos about what happens in not only slaughterhouses, but in these places where they raise the animals in close quarters. And it was so sad and so horrifying. And it just didn't align with my sense of values. My values being kindness, compassion and awareness of someone else's suffering. And the more I realized... I'm glad we- I'm not kind or compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> Aware in any way. Again, it's an evolving process. Okay. I, I'm just not- don't, <laughs> don't put kindness on the list, Or We have to give up the chicken and steak <laughs> it's, Sorry, Kathy, it's an ever evolving process and for me too it, it was like i okay those were values for me and i kept eating chicken you right know, and uh-huh. i kept eating uh steak all of those things but the more i just thought about it and that's the thing about consciousness is just i'm just going to stay aware eyes open i don't necessarily make the leap quite yet but my eyes are open and as that awareness settles in we just naturally sort of lose our taste or I I lost my taste at least for um, for animal flesh. Well, I can kind of
2: understand that, which is why I never look at those documentaries because yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, i I don't want to no, be conscious it's of true, it. So Kathy. I'm trying to not raise my consciousness right. about, uh, about chickens. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but the other, on your cleanse, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, we've all read a lot about in Quantum Wellness, but mm-hmm. also it's all over the news, because apparently
4: you talked Oprah into trying this, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you don't talk Oprah into doing anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> she sort of decides herself that she's gonna do something. Yeah. So. Well,
2: in, the cleanse that you recommend, uh, we are giving up sugar, alcohol, caffeine, gluten, and animal products. And actually on that list, I think animal products for me would be the
4: easiest.
2: Oh, really? (laughs) Good, good.
4: Most people would have a hard time with that because it's something that they eat, you know, two, three times a day without thinking about it.
0: No, I would just, I would have an easy time with everything but the caffeine. Yeah, that I'm a long. I'm I a agree hard with you. Co- Actually, that's that's the
4: hardest for me when I go on the cleanse. Is oh, the so coffee. you're not
0: on? Uh, do you drink coffee in your yeah. regular life? now yeah. Oh, that's oh, so Kathy, nice. Oh, oh yeah. so I feel you. so in no, the cleanse. Yeah.
4: It's temporary. Oh. 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 It's 21 days. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God.
2: <laughs> we were so worried about you, Kathy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, How can you have any joy I in your life without wine?
4: coffee? I love coffee, but the thing that did stick with me is cleansing, getting rid of the animal products. So that's something uh that. Right. You know, when I gave them up, I sort of broke that habit and I realized that there were other things that I could eat. And right. so it, it forced me to go out and find different kinds of food. And that's the part that I stick with. The wine, back in business. But less, you know. Yeah. So where yeah. I might have had two or three glasses of wine, now I have one glass of wine. Right. You know, so it just curtails a, a habit and sort of reduces it. And, and, right. and sometimes, you know, people get off of coffee and they never need to go back, never want to go back. Mm-hmm. That That's not been my case. Right. <laughs> but you know it yeah. does happen with a lot of people and i think that's terrific. Right. Yeah. Why the cleanse though? I mean what
3: is that just the beginning of the process? It's for a people? way
4: of giving your body a vacation so it can do the deep work of of detoxing so your liver can let go of all kinds of stored up toxins. But more than anything, it's it's a way of just stopping yourself in in some bad habits that might have gotten out of hand and really um, getting your body back to a healthy homeostasis so that the the blood sugar insulin thing works itself out so you get to an even keeled level because alcohol shows up in your body the same way that sugar does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wheat gluten or gluten showing up in wheat and bread, that can really irritate your intestines. So getting, you know, getting your digestion healthy again, just getting yourself back to a nice, even. Heal so that it's like a fresh start. You know, sometimes you say, "I really want. I want a shift in my life. I mm-hmm. want a breakthrough." Mm-hmm. But before I do that, I have to purify first. I have to get rid of the old stuff first. So the clean- I usually just get a massage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or have a drink and forget about yeah, it. Yeah. That's I, the scented candle, the massage, and yeah. the glass of wine. That's good. That's, I, that's, good. that's not enough.
4: <laughs> <laughs> for some people, that's enough. Yeah. Um, but other, for other people, for for me, I needed a, a major thing. And and in 21 days, your taste buds change. Um, the you sort of break through old obsessive um, thinking and habits and things like that. After 21 days, you really do work through a lot of um, behavioral ruts. hmm So, so
2: your cleanse. Is- it's not, you know, you read about like the master cleanse, like the Beyonce, just drink water and vinegar for 21 days. I could never, never do that. That's not what you're no. recommending at and all. And actually, do you
4: believe in that? You know, I am I I wouldn't want to say because I haven't tried it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But this is actually, you know, I, I call it a cleanse. But the truth is, if you stayed on it 365 days a year, it's healthy because all I'm saying is you're eating whole grains, um, beans, fruits, uh, every kind of vegetable. So it's actually an extremely healthy diet um, if you're not having all these irritants like alcohol, sugar, things like that. So it's, I call it a cleanse, but it's really nothing radical at all. You're never hungry. You're getting all your nutrition, all your fiber. You can eat as much as you want as long as you're eating all the right things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really not, it's detoxing, but it's nothing radical or strange, You know, nothing questionable medically.
2: The people that, I, a lot of the people I know that have a really hard time with controlling some of these things in their lives, well, we've talked about that. People who are making dinner for other people, who have kids in the house, I don't have that. This mm-hmm. is Liz. It's just me and my dog. Mm-hmm. So I can totally control what's in my refrigerator, what's right. on my plate. Right. No, not that I always do such a good job with that. <laughs> yeah. but, but you
3: could if you wanted to. Yeah, I could. Right. <laughs> exactly.
2: It's 100% my choice what's in the house. That's not true at your house, Liz Right. I have kids to feed and sandwiches to be made. I. I could still make better choices
4: for the whole family. Right. I, I understand right. that. Well, the good news is now there's so many substitutes. Even five years ago, there weren't the substitutes there are now. There's like faux chicken in the market if you go to the freezer section that the kids don't even know. It's not chicken. It tastes exactly like they have this breaded chicken patties and they have um, you know meatballs that are not made of meat. I like meat yeah, and, I, yeah. I, I serve those
3: to the kids. Yeah.
4: Secretly, and I, I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> right. For anyone right. keeping track, I think it's perfectly fine to deceive your children. <laughs> (laughs) To (laughs) lie to your
1: children about what they're eating. That's right. And
4: gluten-free pasta. I mean, lots of kids who've been diagnosed with autism, actually, they've been pulled off dairy and uh, gluten, and I think 80%, something like that, recover or show signs of recovery from autism. So it's actually, it's very good for your kids, too. And there are lots of ways to upgrade their diet. They can still have sweets, but it's, you know, with agave nectar rather than sugar. And so then you're going to get less crazy kids anyway, because it's not going to affect their blood sugar in the same way. So it's, it's work because we have it to think work. about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But in the long run, it does pay off. So. It's all this thinking. I, I
3: know. I <laughs>
4: That's my point, and It's a, it's, all, it's all about being
2: conscious. Uh. Who's got the time? <laughs> so what really throws uh. you off? you Kathy, you seem like you're on an even keel most uh. of the time, taking good care of yourself most of the time, uh. but you must have your dark moments. You need oh. to tell your satellite oh. sisters no, please, what those are. Please. My husband calls me Debbie
4: Downer. <laughs> I just, he's like, There's really? Debbie Downer again. Yeah. They news affects me. I mean, in a big way, I, I read three newspapers a day. And by the time I'm done with it, I'm, I think, oh, my God, you right. know, the war in Iraq and what's going on in, in the Sudan and Darfur and, you know, what's what's happening uh, in slaughterhouses. I mean, it's huge. And what's going on with the, the, the environment. I mean, that stuff definitely gets me down. And that's why, really, I wrote this book, uh, and I call it Quantum Wellness, because it's about our personal wellness as it's tied to a worldly uh, or cultural wellness, that what we do for ourselves is also good for the people around us, it's good for the environment, because I do think we live in critical times. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are times that are very serious, you know, and I do sweat the small stuff, much less, but the big stuff, it really does weigh on me, and I do think we can, you know, make a difference if we eat differently or conscious about how we consume and purchase and things like that. It may sound, uh, you know, optimistic, but I do think we, we really do have the power to not only change our own families and our own personal health, but to be a force in culture. So right. Well... It seems, can do it. Seems like a good One goal. cup of
0: coffee at a time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's our slogan.
3: <laughs> All right, Kathy, we're going to take a break. Uh, Sheila needs your help on a personal issue. As long okay. as we have you here, we're just going to keep you for a one few on one. minutes. Because yep. okay. your previous bestseller was called The One. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for The One oh, this good. summer. So we're going to talk about that. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters talking to Kathy Preston. Yeah. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Leon and Liz and Sheila here. And hey, Sheila, can I just tell you how much I am enjoying Sheila's Summer
0: of Love? I'm so glad you like it. I'm having so much fun, Lee, and I'm having my life videotaped. Of course, you know I have three months. <laughs> You've always wanted that. <laughs> yes. Basically, if you haven't <laughs> checked this out, Sheila has her own show at SatelliteSisters.com called Sheila's Summer of Love. That's right. I am going on the Internet. I am blogging. I am videotaping. Lots of diaries about finding the one this summer. I'm putting all my efforts into finding the man. I think it's going to work, Lan. I I think so, too, because you look fantastic
3: in the videos. If you haven't seen Sheila's Summer of Love videos, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com on our homepage. You can't miss the icon that says Sheila's Summer of Love. It's groovy, and it will take you through to all the videos Sheila's done about her dating history, how she filled out her profile,
0: her manifest wall. Oh, good stuff. But you know what? I need your help. I need people to go to Sheila's Summer of Love, and take a little mo- take a few moments to post a comment to me, because I need all the help I can get yeah, still. You yeah, you need positive reinforcement. I do, I do, Lynn. It's tough
3: out there in the dating world.
0: And I already, you know, I know a little bit about it, but this time I'm going back with fresh eyes, and I still need your help. Go to Sheila's Summer of Love. It's going to be a fun summer. And, and it- going back with fresh eyes, that <laughs> is the key. I, you're so positive
2: and optimistic in these videos and in your posts. Good for you. But i got to say, if you've ever been a little curious about what the cozy cottage looks like mm-hmm. and what the cozy couch looks like, it's all in the videos. That's These right. are filmed inside the cozy cottage. Oh,
0: people are going to get scenes of the grotto coming up, <laughs> the cozy kitchen coming up, coffee Montana, makers, Montana drug town. This is you Sheila's know, life, people. <laughs> Maybe even Baja Freshland. Wow. So it's a
3: multimedia extravaganza. Check out <laughs> Sheila's Summer of Love. If you have single friends who are searching for the one, too, they would love to see this. So make sure you forward it on to them or let them know about it because Sheila's Summer of Love is last. For 90 days. We want you to dig it. We want you to recommend it. We want you to give it the thumbs up. Come on, Snoopy, put your comments down. (laughs) (laughs) It's Sheila's Summer of Love. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us for more Satellite Sisters to Go. You You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Lee and Sheila and Liz here. I'm going to learn to turn my headphones up. (laughs) (laughs) I turn my inputs down. We're here with Kathy Preston in the studios at the Paley Center and Sheila, now you have like a one-on-one audience with Kathy Preston. Which is what I love.
0: Who wrote The One. I Uh know. You wrote the great book, The One, of course, Finding Soulmate Love and Making It Last. Now, Kathy, everybody knows by now that I'm searching for The One. This is Mm -hmm. my summer of love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole idea just gets me very excited. It also gets me very tired (laughs) because I figure I've been looking for The one for over 40 years, right? you know, will I be able to find him mm-hmm. in the next 90 days, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but here's my first question to you. Right. Is there one
4: person out there for all of us? I mean, is there the one? Um, the one is a metaphor. So no, there's not just one person for all of us. I think there's a lot of different possibilities and potentials, really, because we're in a world of six and a half billion people. So there's certainly not, what happens if your one guy lives over in India and, you know, you happen to never venture over there? That's my theory about where he is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or Mongolia, who knows, you know, and then God forbid someone, you get, maybe you're with your one and one of you gets in a car accident. And does that mean you're doomed to never have love in your life again? Of course. Of course not, but the one is is that special connection, and and it's just you know there there are I think more than one people for all of us. Right. Some, sometimes it's it's just one relationship, but it's that person who just brings out the juice, you know that that sort of magical mystical mojo, and you just feel it. And so, so that's how magic, I'll know magical, <laughs> mystical emoji. Yeah. So far I haven't found that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you also say in the book,
0: which I feel like I've done, I've worked on myself uh-huh. for so long, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Like
4: I feel that I'm ready. Yeah. This is my frustration. Where is he now? Okay. Here's the thing I my <laughs> guess is that you haven't worked on, just from just from instinctively listening to you, is letting it go. Is just detaching from it.
0: Oh, yeah, and and okay.
4: that's that's the part that people. Well, go, what do
2: you mean by that? Like caring less, focusing less. It, I mean, because you got to put yourself out there and make an effort, which yeah. Sheila is actually pretty good at. Yeah,
4: but then there's there's the point where you say, okay, I'm not with anybody, and I don't know if it's going to happen. And this is when we were talking about before about you know just processing our emotions, right. whether it's rage or uh, grief or whatever, is just allowing yourself that possibility of, okay, maybe there isn't anybody. And what comes up then? Instead of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and saying, yes, 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 I'm going to go out and make it happen. Be with what is. And if what is, is, oh, wow, what if it's just me? And then so you go through the sadness, the grief, the rage, whatever it is. And then you say, okay, then then it's just me, and I'm going to make my life the best that it can be with just me. And so you go about your life like that, rather than looking for or reaching for something or wanting something. And that's when you're actually the most, most attractive, magnetic, and attractive. Oh, yes, yes, Kathy. Yes. It's through that surrender. <laughs> but if you can't fake that stuff. You can't say, "Okay, universe, I surrender. I don't right. care, but I really care." So when's <laughs> right. going to show up? Right, right. You have right. to really go through letting it go and saying it may not happen. Do you think you've been
0: through that? I think I'm kind of going through that. I mean, I think at this point, yes. I mean, I went through that five years ago. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? If there's no one else out for me, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I accept that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it's like you know, I want to date, Kathy. Can I still date? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe I just need to date. Maybe I have to let go of the idea of the one and Mm -hmm. just date now.
4: Absolutely. And have some fun. Absolutely. Have some fun because there's lots of relationships let me tell you that start off and it doesn't feel like this is it. You know, and by the way, those ones that just start off with the fire and it's just like really incredible. The ones that you hear about that you're so jealous of.
0: Right. They 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 usually
4: break up in about six months to a year. So that's not necessarily the that's relationship that, that makes <laughs> you want to have better. forever. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's a quiet flame that grows. The, Is as, that what, what
2: your, your husband, Tom Freston, how did you yeah. two meet? We're Was it a, a
4: quiet flame? It was a, it was a quiet flame, yeah. It was not. It, I definitely was attracted to him, and we had a great time. But it wasn't one of those insane relationships where I, you know, I can't stop thinking about him. I can't work. I can't eat. You know, it wasn't one of those. It was like, oh, I love being around this guy. This is really fun. Mm-hmm. And through the years, it's gotten much deeper and richer through the challenges and knowing that we survive things, we get through things, and that you know, I respect him all the more. And we have a history. Together now, so it's grown a lot richer and deeper than I would have ever imagined. So you really don't know. Sometimes things start off as a friendship. Sometimes they start off, you know, um, sort of sparring. You know, so you hear lots of stories about people who hate each other when they first meet, and and then they turn out to be lovers and and spouses. And so you just don't. Didn't know. Didn't you and
2: your husband? You did not get and along at did all, did all when not you like first met no, at in college. Yeah. And I took
4: a vow never to speak to him again.
0: <laughs> You've done Honestly.
3: well with that vow. And, and then <laughs> seven years
0: later, we met at a (laughs) wedding,
3: my my college roommate
4: married his college roommate. I think that's such a romantic story. And we were engaged within three months after that. Isn't that funny? And so that's proof, actually, that it's not a matter of, you know, you see someone and oh, that's definitely not the one. It's what you're projecting onto someone or what's coming out in you at that moment. right. And that can shift because obviously it shifted, you know. Well, he matured
2: very nicely. (laughs) It it had nothing to do with you. Liam didn't change at all. He's the one that needed to grow. And he did.
4: And that's another thing is that when we change, when we, you know, go through internal shifts, whatever that is, and we, you know, become different people inside, we resonate differently. I like that With different people. Right. So it's, it's really about me. It's not even about them. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that makes you feel better. Yes, I like that part, yeah. Kathy. I get it, that. And
4: and going through the grief and the rage and the sadness and all that stuff, it actually deepens you in such a way that you may you may not like what's going on, but there's a serious um there's a there's a there's a safety in that because you're so connected to the truth of who you are. So someone else, a man can be really who he is with you. And and that's something that you don't even talk about. It's just something that we know when we're around someone. That's, that's like, yeah. she's... That she's, mysterious yeah, thing. Yeah. That mojo. Ex- the mojo. The mysterious sp- mystical mojo. The spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I think I'm set. Well, yeah. I, I think what <laughs> Sheila really wants
2: to know is, do you know anyone for
4: her? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business, Good right? question, Liam. <laughs> <Lan. laughs>
0: <laughs> Follow up. Oh, right,
3: right. Well, it has been really a delight having you here today thank you so much for coming to our studios and sharing your just really fascinating fantastic ideas from quantum wellness thank you so much. and the one for more information on kathy freston's book you can go to satellitesisters.com or really find it anywhere Mm -hmm. so it is a big bestseller so go out and and buy and get get on the road to quantum wellness thanks kathy thank you so much for having me all right sisters you ready Yes. (laughs) I'm on the path. Baby steps. Four quadrants, I'm ready. I'm gonna go out and yell in the car. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to thank A, our engineer, for always helping us out here at Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.